Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Personal Growth Fridays. Um, last week you were stuck with just me um, ranting about life and you know complaining about the new year and resolutions and all that shite. Um, so I thought I'd bring on a friend this time and bring on a, a good good pal who actually is going to be one of our guest speakers. Um, so Ewan, who are you and how do we know each other? Good afternoon everyone, yeah, hi Max. Uh... So yeah, I'm, my name is Ewan Cool. Uh, I know Max through um, London Media, another one <laughs> of the gang. Um, so we we sort of met. Uh, you start you started to come down to the sort of summer touch sessions, didn't you? Yeah, that was when was that? Like last it, June or something. Last yeah, so like last summer I think. Um, uh, and I'd been up in Scotland just um, sort of isolating, and I I came came down and. I was like, who's this? Who's this gobby little shite? <laughs> <laughs> That's not really me. It's not really me. Um, and yeah, so we, we started, we bonded over um, few differences over uh, the, the offside line. <laughs> oh, I was just about to say, it, it, we, so in, during this summer training, we, we were playing touch and everyone just plays it quite lighthearted, you know, just anything goes. And me and you and always used to be on different teams for some reason. And we would like almost scrap over the fact that I'd I'd, I'd say that he was clearly offside, even though sometimes you weren't, you know. And you'd go back at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about perception, Nick. He he protests the most. Like <laughs> you're most likely to get it. Yeah, that's scream, what you, scream I was gonna say we played the shouting match, and whoever won that week was just the, the loudest <laughs> shower. Um, and then luckily we actually started playing together, which I don't think we thought would ever happen at any point. Um, yeah, so we kind of become friends through that. Um, so we what, how long ago was that now? That was like nine months, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's about that. So, so May May last year we yeah. had that warm up game, which I think was the first time I sort of met you, and then over summer got to know you a bit better. So, um, so yeah, so we've played quite a bit since then, and uh, got to know each other over a few beers, obviously. Well, that's but, uh, one of the good things about yeah. rugby, you know, if there's you can't just half know someone can you like it's either you know because you're literally each week you are pretty much putting your body on the line to make sure that they don't get hurt or to make sure that you know and, and they do the same for you so there's there's never anything half-hearted in rugby you're either friends or <laughs> you don't play together it's as simple as that yeah and it's certainly like this year i think you know it's, it's easy to be friends when you're when you're winning but we <laughs> obviously have not had the best track record um so it's it's sort of one thing that's been great this year with with everyone in the club and nobody has got mad at each other because mm. we're such strong friends. It's it's just like you know, oh well, win or lose on the booze, as they yeah. say. Oh, just um, say. We we have a couple of jars and it's all forgotten. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the big thing. Like we we've all joined this club knowing you know that it's a social team. You know, like so, we may not win on the pitch, but we certainly do win in the pub afterwards. I don't think we've lost the boat race yet, which is still something to to brag about. Unless Dan's in the race, then in which case we're fucked. I do think one of those boat races was against a, a girls' hockey team, though, so I don't think we can... Uh... <laughs> Mate, this season, we've got to take the wins when we can. Also, yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason, obviously, we, we in the pub, everyone talks a lot of shite, don't they? You know, like, especially when you're a few pints in, you know, you've put the world to rights. And, obviously, I get a lot of ribbon for my podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure one coach ride away, it went on the speaker, which was absolutely joyous to hear my nasally voice blasting around the fucking little coach. Um, but we've actually kind of, and the, the funny thing about this is when you kind of start properly talking, 
you actually end up opening up about a few different things that a you, you didn't really know about each other before and b it's probably not something you would have spoke about unless something like this kind of existed yeah that's true um it's 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 great to sort of start to uh, sort of talk about things that you may not have have really you know you wouldn't you wouldn't really class it as post sort of rugby or <laughs> on the beers conversations and it's something that's i've really enjoyed about your podcast so far um listened to a few episodes i really liked your one with dan and 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 cam as well just uh, about getting different perspectives and obviously we all you know we all you sort of see each other in 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 the in a in a rugby perspective for example or yeah. um if you have friends from work or if you have uh sort of family friends you, you sort of see them in that sort of um vein or or kind of swimbling and it's good to to you start to remember that everyone's got their own experiences and as as we, we've all taken very different paths in life and had different experiences so it's, yeah it's great yeah definitely and it's funny that you say about different experiences obviously i've had you're one of the third kind of rugby boy i've, I've had on here um but the reason why we're kind of doing this is because we've all every single one of us has had a really different journey you know dan spoke about his kind of overcoming like confidence you know and kind of building himself up and and learning to be disciplined um cam obviously had this you know really strong army background you know he's the tough nut of the team sort of thing um and when we kind of semi kind of touched on the topic of the podcast and things like that you started telling me about a, a trail now i'm not going to butcher it and try and explain myself because i'll probably end up talking about trail mix or something like that so do you want to kind of give us an insight as to, to what you did and what it was Sure. So, um, I graduated university in 2016, um, which is uh, a long time ago now. Uh, and when I, when I graduated, I sort of knew like a lot of people, um, I, I, I kind of didn't want to go straight into a job. I wanted to, um, see what was out there and try and challenge myself, um, in, you know, with a, with a sort of, uh, an adventure almost. And, and there would, that would sort of tie up a challenge, maybe a physical challenge, but also uh, some traveling. So I didn't want to just do the kind of classic like Southeast Asia or yeah. as, as fun as that would be. I wanted it to be something that um, I could sort of maybe put on a CV or and people could ask. Because I think, and this is actually something we can maybe chat about. When you're a uni, you, you, can, uh, you get people saying like, oh, well, you've got to be very careful if you take time out of work. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, people will ask you, what did you do in that time? Um, and and that's all it's all absolute rubbish now it's, bollocks, isn't it? yeah. it's like oh, what, what was that career gap um i, I was having fun i was yeah. you know it's ridiculous but i basically i hiked um I, I decided that i was going to hike the appalachian trail so um the appalachian trail is a is a long distance hiking trail in the united states so there there, there are sort of um three big trails uh one on the one on the west coast one sort of in the middle and one on the east coast and uh, so um you've got the pacific crest trail the continental divide trail and you've got the appalachian trail um it, the appalachian trail is actually the oldest long distance hiking trail in the world it goes from uh from georgia in the south all the way up to maine in the, the north uh, you can do it either way though um it it goes through 14 states and the entirety of the trail is is sort of either uh, it's just like a national park um and so you can you can get on the trail at Georgia or anywhere in between. And it basically follows, 
Uh, it follows the Appalachian Mountains, so there's a sort of a spine of mountains that follow the east coast of the United States. Um, and you basically just go, uh, you can walk all the way up, um, and you can you can stop at different points, but it goes through 14 different states on the way to, to Maine. Um, and it, it sort of summits at either end. Um, there's a big mountain called Mount Katahdin, which is uh, in Maine, uh, quite close to the Canadian border, and that's sort of like the the not most people who attempt a, to a through hike, as they call it, so trying to hike the entire trail in one go over six to seven months, um, they normally finish there. And so I, uh, between March 2017 and August 2017, I, I started in Georgia and I hiked all the way up. So it's about 2,100 miles. Um, I hiked oh, all the way up for hell. six months. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I've got to ask a, a really, I think everyone's thinking the exact same thing. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, do you know, I, I, there's a, there's a, um, there's a really, uh, uh, and you know, just as I say that I've forgotten his name, um, and it will come back to me, but there's a guy who, and there's also a film, uh, written, uh, Bill Bryson, that's it. He's an author, and he he's written a lot of books. He's an American who's, who um, he come, came to stay over in the UK, but he wrote a book called A Walk in the Woods, and he attempted to he basically attempted to hike the Appalachian Trail. He made it about 150 miles, um, but that sort of piqued my interest in it. Um, like when I was about 13, 14, because I loved reading his books, and it was just when I was thinking about that sort of you know tra- challenge. Um, uh, really weirdly, a YouTube video came up of a guy who'd hiked it the, day, the year before. Yeah. So there's probably about like 3,000 people attempt to hike the AT every year. Most of them are American. Um, and so it's a big crowd. But uh, and so there's lots of YouTube videos and stuff. So it was literally just a YouTube video. And I went, uh, do you know what? That sounds like the perfect sort of thing I was waiting yeah. for, I was looking for. I, I never at one point thought I'd finish it. Uh, never thought I'd finish it. So it's kind of like uh, an example of sort of, you know, eating the elephant. It was. It was a day at the time. It was a day at time. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how I decided to do it. How long did uh, and it my take? My parents, you? my parents never thought I'd do it either. They no, were like, I, "Yeah, I didn't think you'd do it." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, how long did it take you in total then? Uh, it took um, five months and five days of hiking. So um, there was, yeah, there was. It's, it, you take a few breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. As in, you, you'll take zero. They call them zero days, uh, and you just don't do any hiking. You stay at a, you stay in a town or, or a hostel um, yeah. along the way, or, or you hitchhike into a, a close a town, have a few beers, um, and take a night off, and then hike the next day. But yeah, it took about five months and five days. So, oh, I mean, there's absolutely tons we could talk about in here. So, and I like to look at like where's the highs and lows. So, what was kind of the best moment of it? I know it's a uh, that's a bit of a tough question considering how long it was, but like, was there one moment where you look back and go for like that was it? That was like the highlight. So I think I think the the you know I think a lot of people would say like the highlight would be getting to the end mm. and sort of after five months and five days getting to the top of this mountain called Katahdin, and it, there's this big sign that's quite famous. So you can Google it and getting my picture taken with it and thinking that's me hiked two thousand miles. <laughs> Uh, that that wasn't. I was almost in shock. I could. I didn't really. I didn't really. It sort of. It was almost like an out of body experience because I was 
I never really thought I'd finish. So I, yeah. and I was also a bit sad because I was I'd met a lot of people that I knew I was not really ever going to see again. Yeah. Um, and they'd be my family uh, for like six months. I'd say there was probably one. There was one moment where we uh, like I was just walking along the trail and uh, there was a moose like ten, literally came out of the woods 10 meters in front of me and <laughs> I was just like sort of s- stood still and had this sort of face off with a with a moose <laughs> and then it just ran it ran off the trail into the into the sort of the woods and I remember just thinking this is so surreal yeah yeah it's happy, isn't it? like yeah and it'd been a quite a rainy day and I, I was honestly thinking like I remember being quite low and just thinking I I don't see my family in ages, and it was it was just it'd been quite a boring few days of, yeah. of like trails, just like all in the woods, nothing to see, um, and then suddenly there was just this moose, and I, I it was literally like eight foot tall. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't believe it was like I was like, where did you come from? It just like popped out. So I think that was probably a moment where I was like, this is this is great. This is this is why I'm doing this. It was yeah. sort of like. Yeah, out of out of sort of a bit of a bleak day and a boring day, there was just this amazing interaction with like a wild animal. I was like, this is why I'm doing this. And like you, you kind of semi touched on it then. Like it must have been fucking hard at times. Like being like so many things, being away from family for that long. You know, there must have been days where he's literally just grinding it out, like just walking sort of thing for the sake of walking. Like mm. was was there any like low moments where you just thought, oh, fuck this, like like just get me on a plane back home, like. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that there was sort of quite close to the end. Actually, it's weird, but well, actually, uh, the whole way through, there was so I lost about twenty kilos on the trail. I was about seventy kilos by the end of it. It was ridiculous, <laughs> um, and sort of like not having any fat left to burn. So you sort of like smelled of ammonia. It was weird because your muscles were literally bur- you were burning muscles. Yeah, so yeah. Nothing to because you couldn't, you couldn't physically take in enough calories. But I remember just some days I'd wake up and I just had no energy. And I couldn't explain it because I'd slept well. Um, and just mount, like hills that you would have really quickly the day before were suddenly really hard and you had to take a break. And you get quite a good sort of, because you're hiking like 20 miles a day, you sort of get a good understanding of, all right, well, three miles, you mm-hmm. know, I do that in X amount of time. Um, and it normally feels okay. I normally feel okay by 10 miles. And there are some days where I was just thinking, I, I, I have nothing. I am so drained. And the problem is, is that you say, right, well, I've got to hike 25 miles. Yeah. If you're eight miles in and you, <laughs> you, you know where you want to stay that night and you know you've got 17 miles left to go, it gets a bit gets a bit brutal. Yeah. Um, there was also a low moment. Uh, my, my, my granny died, actually, whilst I was on the trail, and I wasn't able to um to, she died quite suddenly she went downhill um pretty suddenly and i was in this i was in this like 100 miles of wilderness it's called 100 mile wilderness in maine so there was very little very little um phone signal um and it was just <clears throat> that was that was pretty brutal because obviously one it took me by surprise because mm-hmm. last time i'd heard she was fine yeah uh, and then sort of the reality that you know my family were sort of suffering back home and the fact I wasn't going to be there for the funeral so that sort of that that moment was certainly something where I was like it was and I was still about I was a week from the finish though and if I, I if that had happened earlier I reckon I'd probably yeah felt quite a bit worse because at least I knew that I was sort of getting to the finish but yeah that was pretty tough and yeah not not being able to speak to the family at that point but 
I think it sort of it ties into this idea that um, you got to take every day as it comes, mm. um, and know that sort of tomorrow, even if today's rubbish, tomorrow will be will be better, hopefully. Because that, uh, I mean, and that's a hundred times easier said than done. Like, I'm really sorry, Tim, about that happening. Um, like, because that is that's brutal. That is like one of the worst things that could really happen in that scenario. And as you say, it's kind of not lucky, but the, grateful that it did happen so late on. Because I know what you mean if you're only like a third of the way through, you probably think, right, I'll, I'll go back now. You know, it's too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. But um. How did I know you said like you know you said right just take each day as it comes? Was there anything that you did to kind of help build that mindset? Yeah, so I actually um, I actually uh, wrote a journal <clears throat> every day, um, and that was really good because it sort of and uh, and you know the, when you hike the yeah, Appalachian Trail, you it's the equivalent uh, the elevation is equivalent to climbing Mount Everest sixteen times over the 2100 miles um, <laughs> and so and obviously with the with the weather and you start off in in march when it's snowy and like literally there was one night where my uh, my tent froze solid i had i picked it up like this and i had to i had to jump into my uh to my friend's tent and some cuddles because it, it was properly cold but i journaled every single day because i knew when i started it i knew that this was going to be like a you know, this is going to be something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. It's, yeah. gonna, it's a really tough challenge, and I want to make sure that I capture everything I'm feeling. And that sort of discipline of just, there are some days I really didn't want to because of the weather, or I was tired, it was raining, and, you know, you put my tent up and jumped inside, and all I wanted to do was go to sleep. I was like, nope, got to journal every single day. Mm. And so I, I did that, and I found that really, really nice and calming because, one, I knew that um, I, I knew that it was going to be worth it because... Even now, I, I look back at that that, yeah. that journal, and um, it's just nice to like follow it and see what I was feeling. But it also just helped me collect my thoughts and yeah. and sort of um, and get sort of just finish the day with the same routine every day. Yeah, um, which was good. But it's in all honesty, it's sort of it's quite hard, I think, at times to take it a day at a time, as you say, because it's it's kind of like you you can put in all these good practices and good routines. And I'm not just talking about the trail now. I'm, it's, it's, you aren't going to notice the difference. Mm. Uh, you aren't going to notice the difference every day. So sometimes it's hard to, um, to know you're doing the right thing yeah. or that, that, that you're seeing, because you, you're not going to see the results of your, your actions instantly. And I think that's something we struggle with yeah, just yeah. in modern life. We all expect instant results. And yeah. that's kind of why I was saying I felt a bit, it felt a bit surreal finishing because they're like, I'd just been taking it a day at a time and suddenly I was at the end. I just yeah. walked and I I was 2,100 miles n north yeah. of where I'd started. And it was like, wow. So, yeah. It's, it's funny you, you say it because obviously you, you're completely right. Like we live in a world, we have Netflix where we can watch wherever we want in a click, you know, like we can listen to music, we can order things on Amazon and they're literally delivered that day. Like, so everything is just so instant. And it is like, and this is where I think I, I struggle big time with this is looking long term. It's like, you know, when people say, why do you go to the gym? Like you, you go to the gym, you could have the most intense workout ever. And you think, oh, fuck it. And, and then you, you have dinner that, dinner that night, you know, and you have like, I don't know, a bit, one beer. And all of a sudden you look all bloated and fat again. And you think, well, what the fuck was the point in that? 
you know like and it, it's hard yeah. to think like right no keep going because in six months or a year it will be at least partly where i want to be which is, is it, you're right it's, it's an impossible thing mm-hmm. to switch into how did you then find going from that so that kind of living like that and, and doing that routine to then going back to normality if you call it that you know quite difficult um obviously like there was it was quite difficult because i was so used to one of the one of the attractions of the trail is that you have everything on your back you yeah. have a you live a really simple life and all you have to do is get up and, and walk yeah and you, you sort of go back to almost um you know your sort of caveman instincts yeah, where you, like you literally yeah. when it's like your circadian rhythm is you when it gets dark you go to sleep yeah um and it, that you know in summer in in the u.s it's probably about 8 p.m you're, you're asleep because it's dark and you wake up early because it because the sun rises yeah and one of the things that i found and it ties into what you're saying about we have instant gratification in modern life and i genuinely think that that is one of the things that why a lot of people aren't satisfied or maybe feel a bit depressed or feel low at times is because we constantly have this instant gratification where when I was on the trail, I had to sort of, I wasn't going to get a beer for five days. Cause that's when, that's where, that's when we were going to the nearest town. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't get a hamburger for five days. So I was on, you know, super noodles and all the stuff I'd eat on the trail. I, I could only have water. I couldn't even have a Coke cause there was no, like there was nowhere yeah, to yeah. buy them. But then what that, what that, was forced on me because I, I had no option I yeah. had no signal so I couldn't go on Facebook but then it was like when I went to town it felt so much better because I had a, a, a cheeseburger in a week I yeah. had a beer in a week I was like oh this feels amazing it was like the dopamine rush mm. and and when I came back uh, when I came back it sort of almost felt I was like overloaded Yeah, and, and you know it was back to normal life and uh, eating whatever I wanted and I still thought I was in that hiker mindset mm. Uh and obviously that that was really tough because like i sort of probably went a bit overboard and then just sort of <laughs> was overwhelmed by all the all the yeah. stuff and it probably it, it made me feel quite down actually mm. um so that's definitely something i think that we can practice we should try and practice a bit more in modern life is even just because we can have it doesn't mean we should yeah right this moment you know yeah yeah you're right it, it's funny you say that like the just before I done this, I first did a diet coke and I walked 100 meters up the road to Sainsbury's and got one. You know, like, and it is just because everything's on your doorstep. You know, like, and you can grab it all instantly. And it, it almost takes away the fun of having it. Then, you know, if you can, oh, yeah. it, it, I know this is probably a bit wild to think of. It's like in relationships, people often want they love the chase. You know, there's a saying, you love the chase. It's because you can't have it instantly. You know, and you got to work mm. towards it if you're with someone who you can just have whatever you want whenever you want it takes away the fun you know there's no like kind of chase no there's no build up um you actually really enjoy it. so right so obviously the, the normal question pgf um personal growth fridays now i reckon you've got a lot to, to drop on us but like considering you've you know you've done this hike you've come back into normal life i know you, you know a bit turbulent but like you've absolutely kind of you're smashing it now sort of thing in your day to day what has been like kind of what you would tell maybe not even like young so it's a person who just left uni so you and who literally left university what would you what would one bit of advice you'd give him mm. so we we sort of touched on this and this is a, this is a thanks for bringing this up because it's something i'd sort of forgotten a little bit but it's one of the most important things i find is so when i when i left uni speaking quite candidly i i sort of 
uh, my mental health went off a cliff really uh, and where some people may have saw opportunity and I saw the end of my life as I had understood it in terms of you know go to school go to uni yeah four years or three years if you're in England at yeah. uni and it's all safe and um and you, you you know what you're doing and this was the first time that I had to like step out and I sort of didn't react very well to that and I sort of you know I remember I decided I was going to do the trail I was there was a point where I was like lying on the sofa uh, about a, a week before I was going to fly to New York to start this big adventure. And I was literally just lying there thinking, I don't want to do this. Um, I, I, I have no excitement for it. Mm. And looking back, that was that was pretty, it showed that my I just wasn't really thinking logically. And the thing I'd like to say is that sometimes we need to do things, we need to do things for our own health and happiness that we may not our bodies may not want to do at the time or like they call it the chimp brain you know yeah like chimp paradox we, we don't yeah, yeah. yeah we don't want to do it but we have to and and looking back going on the trail and and doing hiking it doesn't need to be hiking but you know that exercise and getting back to nature was exactly what i needed and you know i'm glad to say that i've never felt like that again yeah um and i know that that's it probably was the best thing i could have done and so what I'd say is with people leaving university or even just like a sort of crossroads in their lives, when you when you sort of feel, you know, you can maybe think, right, I feel pretty down at the moment. I don't know what I'm going to do. Do what you can control and also yeah. like don't stop yourself. Just force yourself to do certain things because mm. um, it will get better. And if you're at that sort of, if you're at the sort of the, the bottom of the, the, the sort of the, the the drop you know yeah. the, the sort of nadir you will come up the other side and you can help yourself get up the other side by you know eating well exercising i know i don't follow my own advice a lot of the time <laughs> but, um you know it, that's probably the biggest thing i would like to say to myself if, when i was leaving university is it's a big old world out there and just just you know set your set your sights quite far and, and go for it and just don't listen to the little voices yeah in your heads and the ruminations that might tell you you can't do it because you're feeling down or just do it like yeah. the nike slogan now <laughs> you know it's funny you say it like and i'm i'm a i'm an absolutely huge believer in that because last week i touched upon the difference between like motivation and like discipline and like there's times where you just don't want to fucking do something you know like you, mm. you see these like top athletes and everyone's like oh how do they mo- so motivate to get up and train every day that I can almost guarantee you there's some days where they're thinking, fuck this. Johnny Wilkinson, great example. The man in his book has openly said he had days where he was almost suicidal, you know, like really didn't want to go training, things like that. But when he felt like that, he'd get up an hour before training and go kick at the t- you know, kick at the post for an hour. And that was like his therapy almost. You know, like it was a bit of routine. He'd done it every day before training. And that was there. Like So even at times where he was like, I can't do it, I you know, don't want to... That was like he's like right. I, I am doing it. The discipline. That's where it kicks in. Yeah, who's that? Who's the guy who said lightweight? The, uh, the <laughs> uh, Ronnie Coleman. Holder. Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. He says. I remember watching. He's like, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Mm. Nothing to it but to do it. You just gotta do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just fucking when do it. You don't want to do stuff. Just do it. Yeah. Like, and yeah, you're totally right. Um, and again, I, I need to get better at doing this myself, mm. but. You are right. Like sometimes you just don't fancy it, and yeah. you know, and in modern life that could be because you're hungover or mm. you just had a really crap day at work. But you just need to 
just know that you got to do it and it's it literally is just telling your the chimp part of your brain the the part of your brain that just wants to lie down or eat junk food yeah. to just you know shut up for a second and do do what you're gonna do um yeah and every time you do it it, it it's it makes me look like so i sometimes like like everyone does it's a fucking cold windy wet wednesday night i'm thinking sack i can't be asked for training blah blah blah. you know like um gets like seven o'clock i'm like shut the fuck up you know get up and go sort of thing and then as soon as i get there and i see the group boys and start passing the ball around i have the most fun hour ever you know like and i I get on the bus back and and then i'm sat there going like thank fuck i did that you know like because you know as i didn't it's not you can tell yourself to do it, and like, and it's almost you're gonna be so shocked how many times when you do do it. Eventually, you're gonna be like, actually, I was really good, you know, like, and then you might have the exact same thought process next Wednesday. You think, ah, I can't bothered, got a busy day at work, and then again, you think, just just do it. And then this is where once you start putting that in practice, I think, then when you you know you the, eventually over time, it, it does take a while. You start to correlate and be like, actually, no, last time when I said just do it, I actually end up having a really good time. And then the next time after you're like you're you're that part of you are saying don't go is a bit quieter you know and you got a bit more and you be like yeah all right fuck it let's go you know and kind of sticking to that routine saying no I'm a hundred percent I'm committing to this is and it's like you with the trail like you said at the very start like I am finishing this you know and so like the days where you feel sod this off you know like I want to just as you say eat a burger and have a few pints sort of thing you probably you had this thing in the back here being like no but I've said I am finishing this. You know, and this is where probably a lot of people drop off because they might not have that voice yet. You know, like, and they're, or they're still growing that voice and working on that. Whereas you took that those months out of your life. And you said earlier on about people looking back at your CV and being like, "Oh, what was you doing then?" Like, first of all, no one ever gives a shit. You know, like I, I had yeah. I had nine months out. I went Australia and Asia, the classic, you know, gap year. Um, every time someone asked me, oh, "What was you doing then?" I'd say I was in Asia. And like, oh, sounds good. And then they move on, you know, like no one gives a shit. And then because the mental attitude that you'll learn from that is probably far superior than what you would learn if you had nine months of work. You know, like yeah. for you, like you're on your trail, the things you've learned like mentally and physically in that those, you know, six, six months compared to if you'd have just done six months in an office job are probably 10 times more. You know, so taking that time for you is probably one of the best things you could ever do. Yeah, hundred percent. So around about three thousand people attend the trail every year. It's only about a quarter who finish a full through hike, um, and they say that they joke that the trail is really hard on grandmothers and aunties because <laughs> people people always say, oh, "I'm leaving. I'm getting off the trail because my auntie's sick or my granny's just died." Mm. And so the joke is that people are, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and a lot of the time it is sincere and they, yeah, they yeah. might do, but. I did notice it that a lot of people were just getting off trail for there's a lot you know it was, it was very interesting um but yeah you're right i basically just i never thought i would finish but i knew i was never going to quit yeah and it's that sort of discipline to just do do the things you know you have to do every day yeah and the only time you're you know unless you get injured or something like that it's just that having that mindset that you you, you you're going to do this might not be good in the moment but you know it's going to get you closer to sort of your yeah. overall aim or goal um yeah it's it's certainly something that we can sort of try and put into practice in, in normal life as well yeah 
Um, you and I would obviously we could do this probably for a few hours, but let's continue this in the Latchmere. Um, Corbs, get two Guinness ready, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, thank you very Sounds much, Ewan. That has been absolutely awesome, by the way. I've, I've never known, I've never spoken to someone who's done that before. Um, so it's really yeah. cool to learn about it and hear, you know, you, your thought process through it. Yeah, no, cheers for having me on. It's great to great to talk about it. It's the first time I've talked about it on a podcast so um so yeah and yeah i love what you do with this and have you had your um almond croissant today uh, <laughs> fuck you <laughs> not yet not yet Just, <laughs> <laughs> you get you get you can pat yourself in the bag go get a croissant <laughs> for anyone who's wondering that was the one that was on the coach we were all sat there for about 10 minutes just listening to me bang on about croissants so yeah actually it does... i wasn't i was not Oh, right, I wasn't even on the coach. Oh, yet. do you miss it? Oh, I don't know who we played. I actually listened to it. <laughs> well, you you got too much spare time. You got. <laughs> um, I don't know who we played, but on the way back, Ross just put it on, on speaker out loud, you know, which was very enjoyable. I'm sure everyone had a great time. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much, Ewan, um, and I will see you later on. And thank you, everyone, no for problem. listening. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Cheers, Max.